continue to fight hard against the lie of transgenderism because it is anti-God and because it is anti-family and because it is anti-kid, and I'm pro all three, God, family, and kids. And the left is not giving up on this, and we see, obviously, how big the battle is because uh, you've got corporations like Bud Light using a guy in a lady suit, Dylan Mulvaney, to be an influencer. Like, they're not even, like, saying, yeah, I, I agree with, you know, transgenderism. They think a man masquerading as a woman is an influencer who can help their business. Now, they made a horribly stupid decision, and I hope they never come back from it. But people say, oh, you should leave Dylan Mulvaney alone. He's, he's not really that radical. He's just having fun. Uh, yeah, well, uh, here's uh, Dylan Mulvaney saying something that uh, I won't give him credit. He has been pretty crafty in not going down the road to the point where people can go, whoa, wait a second, that's whacked. But here, of course he does. Like the articles written about me using he pronouns and calling me a man over and over again. And I I feel like that should be illegal. I, I don't know. That's that's just bad journalism. Like the articles oh, written about Dylan Mulvaney now, the authority on bad journalism, and he thinks it should be illegal. So if you think something could be illegal, then you think it should be a crime. He thinks it should be a crime to do what I just did in the introduction to this, call him a man, because he is a man. He has another video on his Instagram page where he talks about the bulge in his pants from his male genitalia, and yet he in spite of acknowledging that he has that genitalia, wants you to be arrested and charged with a crime for referring to him as a man, which he obviously is. Now, I do not know and had not ever heard of until this morning uh, a rapper uh, by the name of Zuby. I don't know anything about Zuby, okay? And and this might shock y'all, but I am uh, I'm not a rap fan. Okay, I, my my vast <laughs> CD collection does not have, I don't know, can, can I count DC Talk as rap? Can I get a ruling from the judge? It's a no, I guess. I can't count DC Talk as rap. So I'm not a rap fan. It's not my genre. I know there probably is some good rap out there, Christian rap. Uh, Zuby is a British rapper and podcaster. Uh, raised in Saudi Arabia, educated in Oxford. Uh, he has uh, three albums out. So Zuby is on the Piers Morgan show, okay? And uh, he's on with a woman named Paula. Now, I don't know who Paula is, what her credentials are. I don't know anything about her. Well, I do know something about her. I know she's crazy. And the reason I know she's crazy is because she's an advocate for transgenderism. And... This is an interesting back and forth. Zuby will be talking first. And I want you to listen really, really closely. He's winning the argument. He's putting her under the table with his logic and reason. And at the very, very end, she says something that shows you how Democrats and the left, but I repeat myself, intend to win this argument. 
that the so-called activists are harming the group that they're claiming to advocate for, as well as harming 51% of the, of the whole human population. Because let's be real, all of this stuff, all the negative downstream impacts are on girls and women. They are not on boys and men at all. I'd say this whole thing is incredibly misogynistic, and I don't like to throw that word around too much. To take the conversation up a level as well, I have a question, and the whole thing is, why are we trying to force people, and why are so many people entertaining the denial of reality itself. Yeah. Women's rights are incredibly important. Fairness in sports is important. Safety and security and privacy, all of these things are very important. The fundamental problem at the root of this is everyone dancing around pretending that a man can truly be a woman and a woman can truly be a man. This is not me being transphobic or hateful or being a bigot, anything like that. It's simply that reality exists. Biology is real. And is that reality a legal one? Because in this country, reality, it is. Reality, it is a legal reality, Zuby, that you can change your gender. You cannot change your biological sex. It's physically impossible. I'm, I'm saying... She is a lawyer. She is a family law lawyer. Paula Roan Adrian. And did you catch what she said? He's saying you cannot become a man if you are a woman. You cannot be a woman if you are a man. And she's like, is it legal? She's not saying, is it true? Is it attainable? Is it conceivable? Is it possible? She's saying, is it legal? Here's more. That you can change your gender. You cannot change your biological sex. It's physically impossible. I'm, I'm saying to you, it is impossible it's a legal to reality it is imp- that you can. Can you, so can you change your can, biological we can, sex? We can talk about biology, okay. and we can talk about we're, legality we're, we're, of but it. We're, we're talking about biology, though. We're talk- this thing is about sport. This is about males and females. Well, the problem when we talk about biology is okay. neither of us are scientists. But you, you don't need I, to be a scientist you and I to know male bo- and woman. You and I both know that it's a lot more complicated what's, than that. What's the complication? It's not as simple as, for me, it's very can I, can I become, can and I for become, you, it may be okay. very simple, but we are, I think we're being, can I you, think we're indulging an ignorance can you become, by not suggesting can you become, that there's more to it than that. Can you become male? I don't want to but be But can male. you become male? Is, it, is there anything that could be done that could turn you into a male in the way that I'm male and Piers is male? Is that, is ah, that possible? See, now, do you see how you've qualified your question? So you first asked me, can, can, I, you, can, can I become a male? And I would suggest probably yes in terms of medically. Unbelievable. Can you become a male? I would say probably yes in terms of medically. Here's how it wraps up. But then, then you said, then you said, then you said, like you and Piers, because, right. and that's where we start to get complicated. Paula, I hope okay. we would have taken you a little further down your journey. <laughs> I fear when you say kindness, when you say you kindness. think you can become male, okay. you can't because male is a. Well, sex. I can have I can have a gen I can have gender recognition, right. can't I? I can Listen. legally become a male. We've got. I can legally become a male. So, what is the? Democratic position on the validity of transgenderism. What is it that they cite? Okay. Remember COVID? Follow the science. Follow the science. Follow the science. Science, 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 science. On transgenderism, are they following the science? No. They don't want you to talk about science. He tried to talk about science. Can you become a male? It's biologically impossible. Science Out the window. Why? Because they can't win on science, which means, of course, they can't win on truth. If you cannot win on truth, what do you do? You lie. And very often the lies are very easy to follow because they follow circular logic. Her justification, I'll play the end again, 
Here it is. Journey, I fear when you, say, when you say you kindness. think you can become male, yeah. you can't because male is a well, sex. I can, have, I, can have a gen, I can have gender recognition, All right. can't I? I can Listen. legally become a male. We've got. I can legally become a male, legally, not biologically, not scientifically, not in reality, but legally I can become a male. So the justification for transgenderism is we made a law saying it is real, so it is real. Why is it real? Because we made a law. I mean, that's just, that's such stupid circular logic. You can make a law that gravity doesn't apply to you. Does gravity apply to you? I don't know. Jump off Nationwide Tower and find out. Okay? Like, this is their logic. Well, we made a law that says it's legal, so you can't say that it's not real. No. It's not real. I mean, it's just so amazingly, inanely, illogically stupid. But typically when people say things that are stupid, they say it's from a position of ignorance. This is not from a position of ignorance. This is from a position of ideology. This is from, we want this outcome, so how do we get to this outcome? What is the outcome they want? They want your kids taken away from you. They do not want you to have influence over your kids. They do not want you to be able to raise your kids the way you want to raise your kids. And only a good parent wants to raise their kids according to things that are true. But they know that transgenderism and the LGBTQ lifestyle is not true. And so they don't want you to raise your kids against it. Every time I see a sign, and I see tons of them, protect trans kids. What about kids who aren't trans? Can we protect them, too? There are a lot more of them. Uh, Last night, Dublin Rec Center, I attended a speech to the Dublin Republican Club of my Thursday noon guest, Matt Mayer of Opportunity Ohio. Matt is exploring a possible run for governor. And it was Matt's sister's birthday. Shout out, Tina. Happy birthday. I got to meet Matt's family. The room was uh, very, very well attended. Um, I can't say who else was. Uh, My friend John was there. I met John last night. Shout out, John. Great to meet you. And I thought it was interesting. Here's Matt Mayer, a guy who, you know, he may run for governor. He may not. He just wants to drive the conversation. Matt is kind of the Vivek Ramaswamy candidate in the Ohio governor's race in that Vivek came out of nowhere to enter the Republican presidential race. And I really think Vivek Ramaswamy's goal is to talk eloquently, smartly, passionately, boldly about the issues and force the other candidates to address them. Now, I think Matt has a lot better chance of being governor of the state of Ohio if he decides to run than Vivek Ramaswamy does to be president. But I've already seen evidence of Matt's impact on the race by the fact that John Husted, lieutenant governor of the state of Ohio, has already declared he's running for governor, which nobody who's got the inside lane to the next governorship, when you have an incumbent governor who's blocked from running again, Mike DeWine can't run again. Thank goodness. Did I say that out loud? Oh, sorry. Uh, John Husted's already declared 
and Robert Sprague might get in, and I think uh, I think Frank LaRose might get in for governor. I think Frank, everybody thought Frank would run for Senate. I think Frank's a little scared of Bernie Moreno. I mean, he should be. Uh, Dave Yost. Is he going to run for Senate? Is he going to run for governor? Is he going to run for something? Because as Matt so eloquently said last night, state office in Ohio is a game of musical chairs. They're term limited in certain areas, so I'll run for this and then I'll run for that. I'll hop back and forth from the House to the Senate, to auditor, to governor, to lieutenant governor, to AG. But Matt has a ton of energy. He gets out and he meets people at these county gatherings. And I was listening to Biden yesterday, Joe Biden, uh, be put through the ringer by the kids. <laughs> the kids of the White House press corps yesterday came to the White House, and Joe was talking to the kids. And the kids were, well, they were, they were really hard on Joe. They were asking him really, really, really hard questions. And uh, one of them was like, uh, hey, what's, uh, what's, uh, he's, he, bro- Biden was bragging, he loves to brag, uh, that he's, uh, been all over the world and everywhere. And some kid, some kid yells out, where's the last country you visited? The last country I've traveled. I'm thinking once with the last one I was in. I, I've, I've been to 89. I met with 89 heads of state so far. Mm. So uh, I'm trying to think, what was the last, where was the last place I was? It's hard to keep track. Um, I was, I, I mean, yeah, you're right. Ireland. That's where it was. How'd you know that? I have a working brain. That's how I know that. I can remember last week when you were in Ireland. I'm not a moron with a mush brain who watches Mannix and Boetta. My brain works. That's how he knew that. Story today from Axios. About as left-wing as you can get, Axios. According to his aides... President Joe Biden is a spry 80-year-old, at least between the hours of 10 and (laughs) 4. Who among us is not spry between 10 and 4? Monday through Friday, not even seven days a week, Axios says he's spry. Outside of that time frame, he's back to being Sleepy Joe. Axios reports that the Biden White House has a hard time planning any public or private events before mid-morning and in the evening for the 46th president, given his age and lack of energy. By the way, today, no no press briefing today at the White House. They called it off at 10 in the morning. Oh, my goodness. Biden's close advisors say he's mentally sharp. Well, they wouldn't have an invested you know viewpoint in that. I'm sure they're given... Very a very nonpartisan op, uh, analytical view of things. But even some of them concede his age has diminished his energy, significantly limiting his schedule. Axios reported that, quote, many White House, offic- White House officials say they are amazed at Biden's stamina for his age. According to Axios, Biden's 2023 schedule has just Four public events before 10 a.m. and 12 public events after 6 p.m. and 12 weekends out of the public spotlight. We're in April, right? There's four weekends a month times four months. 
is 16 weekends since the beginning of the year. How many weekends has he been completely out of the spotlight this calendar year? 75% of them. Three out of four. He His remarkable stamina allows him to hold one public event on the weekend per month. Per month. He's just fine, people. Everything is fine. He has tons and tons and tons of energy. And if you don't believe it, well, listen to California Democratic Congressperson Ro Khanna. Obviously, age is going to be a factor of the election. The president's open about it. He's going to go take questions, show that to the American people. I think the Republicans will make a huge mistake if they make this about Joe Biden. Elections aren't about the candidates. They're about the American people. Huh? I think Republicans would be making a huge mistake if they make the election about Joe Biden. Elections aren't about, what did he say, candidate? They're about the American people. Did I not watch Joe Biden's three-minute re-election infomercial the other day? What was the entire theme of Joe Biden's re-election infomercial? Vote for me, I'm not Trump. Not vote for me because the economy's robust. Not vote for me because our border is secure. Not vote for me because I brought costs down for the American family. I know he keeps lying about it, but he hasn't. His whole spiel is, you voted for me in 2020 because I wasn't Trump. By the way, I just want to remind you, I'm still not Trump. Yet Ro Khanna, which I'll give you credit, Ro, you're the only Democrat who will come on Fox News. (laughs) But sometimes Democrats have to be so in the bag for their feckless, impotent, brainwaveless leadership that they say such stupid things. I wonder if Ro Khanna goes back to his office and goes, oh my goodness, I really said elections aren't about people. They're about, they're not about the candidate. They're about the American people. Um, Yeah, that wasn't good. That doesn't reflect well. No, it doesn't. Not when your guy is making it all about Trump. But you say, oh, don't make it about Joe Biden.